everyone. Welcome to Oh Wow! The Podcast, a weekly recap and analysis of every episode of Skins UK starting from the very beginning. I'm your host, Augustine, and today we're getting into Season 5, Episode 8, everyone. This is the Season 5 finale episode. It's extremely ridiculous, and it's a very helpful distraction from doom-scrolling the news about everything going on in Europe right now, and I just want to take a moment to say that my heart goes out to all the people of Ukraine and everything they're going through. It's obviously terrifying, so any ad revenue that comes from you listening to this episode or the podcast this week in general, I'm going to donate to help people. It's not a lot, but I think that we all have to just do what we can to help people, and that's how I feel about that. And yeah, so having a little bit of escapism right now is definitely nice. Um, I'm sure a lot of my listeners are very sensitive, big-hearted people, and it can be difficult to consume horrible, horrible news. You know, we feel terrible for any suffering people are going through. So yeah, I just wanted to take a second to address that and hopefully... The ridiculousness of this fucking episode is a good distraction if you need one this week. (laughs) Like, watch this episode. It took me about two hours to watch through the episode because I was pausing to cringe every five seconds. So we open on Grace forging David Blood's signature for their marriage documents, and she's practicing saying, I do. The premise of this episode is that Grace and Rich are getting married. Very quickly, this is happening. So apparently they had a bit of a bachelor bachelorette party the night before. Rich wakes up and he's tied down to the roof of the van. Aloe wakes up with an inflatable sex doll that has Grace's name on it. To be honest, I feel less weird about teenagers having bachelor bachelorette parties than grown ass adults. I don't know, something about adult bachelor bachelorette parties just makes me deeply uncomfortable i can't pinpoint why but something about it just makes me feel weird so anyway i guess they had a fun time and we see that minnie is now just openly thirsty for frankie that's a weird thing about this episode is there's a lot of just sudden character changes that have no explanation and we're just sort of supposed to accept these dramatic changes in the people's temperament. So, like, Minnie is now just openly horny for Frankie. And I guess that's fine. So (laughs) she's zooming in on a picture of Frankie on her phone. And we see that Maddie left Liv a joint with a little note on it, which in fuckboy terms is, like, super romantic. Definitely swoon if you're into fuckboys, I guess. And Frankie sneaks into Maddie's house and leaves a note under his blanket saying, what is this? Basically, what are we? The love triangle continues, and that is a big theme of this episode, much to my dismay. Um, <laughs> so back to Grace. David gives Grace another beetle pin, and I... I'm happy that I pointed it out in the last episode because I found it so strange for her to be wearing a beetle pin. I didn't understand. And now there's another one. And we see right away that he has a GPS tracker in the beetle. So he's just got a microchip on her at all times. He's insane. That is so uncool. That is so crazy. 
So, yeah, she obviously does not know that the beetle has a GPS tracker in it. And we see Rich gets a haircut. He does kind of look like Justin Bieber. They make fun of him in the episode for having the Justin Bieber hair, and he definitely does. I guess he's trying to, like, look nice for his wedding. It's very shocking, but I think it looks nice. The girls are all getting Grace ready for the big day. They're doing her makeup, and Frankie brings a dress that she made. And they put on their bridesmaids' dresses, and Minnie's just being so, like, openly horny to Frankie. And it's like, oh, like, shuddering with emotion, zipping up Frankie's dress. And I guess, I don't know, maybe Minnie just is living her best life. It's just very dramatic change, but I guess that's fine. And so they all start heading out to the church, which is very far away outside of Bristol. They're in the van, Aloe's in charge of directions, and he's just gotten everything written on a cereal box, which is not promising. So inevitably they get lost and they get into like a little bit of a, not bad accident but they just like drive off the road and hit a little log or something so maddie falls onto frankie or frankie falls onto maddie i don't even remember i was cringing so hard at how just set up this whole thing was and he gives her a note back and is like this is my response to you and she opens it right away and it says it's something I can't stop. Like, his feelings for Frankie are so strong that he just can't help himself. Uh, and so, you know, to proclaim his love and adoration for her, he gives her a bump. Because that's what you do when you really love somebody. And... So they're just sort of stranded in the woods, wondering what they're going to do, how they're going to make it to the church. So far, they're just getting drunk and doing drugs, which is probably not going to help. Uh, Fortunately, these two hippies drive by with a big angel statue on their car, and they pick up Grace and Rich, so at least the couple can make it to their own wedding. And everyone else is just going to have to make it by foot So, the adventure begins, and what a whirlwind adventure we get into. Even the car with the hippies is pretty entertaining. They're just talking about how they're like a spiritual union man and a woman, and it's kind of cute. It reminds me of where I grew up, (laughs) people like that. Also, another change in temperament that's very dramatic is that Nick is suddenly extremely stupid. Like, he was dumb before, but it's like, what happened to Nick in this episode? Like, did he have a... I don't know. I guess it's just like, oh, he's really on drugs now, and he's just really dumb, but it's like he's lost part of his brain or something. It's very dramatic, so he's really annoying this episode. We'll get into that later when we continue on the adventure more. Meanwhile, David is now watching the GPS tracker, seeing that Grace is not where she said she was going to be with her friends, but that she's rapidly heading away from the city. So, of course, he decides that it's time 
to go find her. And like Xenon said in the last episode, my guest Xenon Universe pointed out that there are some weird racial undertones with David and Grace and his wife and just their whole dynamic is very uncomfortable and then the fact that he gets in his car and is like i'm going to find our fugitive daughter i just was like that really is not the best wording it's really not great there's a lot of just like low-key really offensive things that happen in this episode and that's part of the cringing it i just pause and i cringe and then i move on So he's looking for Grace, and meanwhile, everyone else besides Grace and Rich are still stuck in the woods, so they all are like, let's throw beer on each other. Ha ha ha. Fun. Which, to me, I would be so mad, because if you've ever had beer spilled on you, it's warm, and then it's sticky, and you just feel disgusting. Like, it feels like the grossest, slimy sweat on you. Oh, and then you would have the bugs all over you. Just no, please no, not for me. I would be very distraught by this happening. But they're having a fun time. They're just a bunch of silly billies stranded in the woods. So they decide to split up and Frankie decides to go with Maddie and Liv to try to find the right way to the church. There's a little bit of an argument and Minnie's being really possessive of Frankie under the guise of like, oh, I'm your best friend. I just want better for you than Maddie, which is fair enough, to be honest. Like, Frankie does deserve better than Maddie, I think. But she's being really just openly possessive of Frankie, which I guess is pretty in character for Minnie, but it's very gay. Um, (laughs) And Frankie's like pretty uncomfortable with it. So anyway, Frankie decides to go with Maddie and Liv anyway. Nick is being, like, gross and slimy all over Minnie, and she shrugs him off, which is good to see that she's really over Nick. I'm very glad for that. But Aloe is being really sweet and supportive of Minnie and is being like, if anyone can save the day, it would be you, basically, is sort of the point. Like, Aloe is such a sweetie pie, and we really see his character come out in this episode that he's... A leader and he's not just some goofball like he's actually really smart and really supportive and a really good friend and Aloe's definitely the champion of this episode I'm gonna praise him a lot because I think he had a lot of really good moments in this one um so for <laughs> Maddie gives Frankie more drugs something called Mandy I'm guessing it's MDMA right that's what that would be and They're all, like, high on this drug, and Maddie and Liv and Frankie all join hands and skip through the field, and I just wrote that they're starting their sister wives era, and I am not here for it. Uh, I don't want to see Maddie happy. I don't know. (laughs) He hasn't really done anything wrong yet, but I guess just him and Nick, I just don't like either of them, so I'm being a little bit of a hater. He hasn't really done anything. I just think he's a fuckboy. So, anyway. So Frankie is like, hey, let's break into this church that's having a cheese and wine festival and get some wine for the wedding. That's a good idea. And my thought was, holy shit, there's a giant box of Sylvanian families 
figures in the corner, if you guys look, I would be hauling that shit with me. That is like a $300 Sylvanian family set. I'm like, fuck the wine. Anyway, that was my little note. I appreciate the Sylvanian families. And so Frankie's like, hi, and dancing around in this beautiful chandelier, and Maddie sits down and plays piano for her. And Liv is just sitting by the side this whole time, and that's what makes this so awkward. Like, I feel like maybe in another season... It could have been a cute, like in the first generation, maybe they would have made this a cute moment where Frankie's dancing and then Maddie plays piano for her. But like Liv is right there and obviously very uncomfortable, dude. Like, what the fuck? And then Liv goes up to him and is like, all right, game on. Goes up to Frankie and starts unzipping her dress and like kissing her neck and... Uh, it's just so bad. I hate it. Like, don't just use Frankie as a weird pawn in your relationship issues. And that is such a huge theme of how everybody treats Frankie is like their weird sexual experiment or their pawn to get back at someone or whatever. Like, everyone is just kind of uses Frankie. It's very strange. So we'll get more into that as we go along. I was uncomfortable. Then we flash back to Minnie, and I thought it was funny. She's like, it's called Grunge Revival, okay, to some townsperson that's judging her for being all covered in dirt. They look very bedraggled at this point after being covered in beer and mud and, like, torn up by tree branches in the woods and stuff. And... So everyone else is just still lost. Liv, Maddie, and Frankie decide that they should head out. They, like, get chased out of the church, so they have to run away. And they're like, okay, where do we go from here? And then Liv decides this is a time to have a serious conversation about their relationship. Again. (laughs) And uh, she's like, to Maddie, she says, I would swallow razor blades to see you smile. And that's so sad. And he just immediately turns and is like, anyway, I'm going to go find Frankie. Bye. Liv, you deserve better. Everyone deserves better than this guy. Like, he is just so wanting his cake and wanting to eat it, too. He clearly just wants to be with both girls. And I guess some people would be like, yeah, they should just have a polyamorous or, like, thruple relationship. But... That's not what the girls want. (laughs) So he can't just be like, oh, I want both of you. He has to make up his mind. And also, why are they so thirsty for him? I'm not understanding the appeal here. (sighs) The fake deep thing. I'm just not into it with men. So anyway, he goes to find Frankie And he says something that's very bizarre to me. He says, Liv, you'll always be okay, but Frankie is lost. And as a neurodivergent person, I just got kind of triggered by this because it's so infantilizing to Frankie. And I feel like a lot of the way, like I said before, that everybody sort of uses Frankie as a pawn to get their own 
ends met or whatever, they treat Frankie like some sort of little gentle flower or something. And I feel like a lot of it is because Frankie's neurodivergent. Is that the coding here? Am I totally off base? I think a lot of people would agree with me. It's very Manic Pixie Dream Girl. And I'm like, Frankie won't always be lost. What does that even mean? Like, what? (laughs) Anyway, he goes to chase after her. We see that Nick is just stumbling along, being extremely annoying, asking Aloe for drugs. So I guess Nick is just in his drug fiend era, and that's what we're supposed to take away from why he's acting this way. He gets stuck in a trap, and Aloe is a fucking badass and starts peeling the trap off of his ankle, and Nick is being super annoying the whole time. And Aloe says, oh, you know, you're not really such a prick. You're actually a good guy on the inside. To which I say, where? Where have we seen this? We haven't seen Nick, like, do anything good. Okay, he defends people at the very last minute sometimes. Okay, that's what we've seen of Nick being a great guy. He does the literal bare minimum to be a decent person. So, whatever. Aloe's great, though, and he says to Aloe, no, you're a good guy, and Aloe's like, I know. And I thought that was funny, because it's true. Grace and Rich have made it to the church, and they're waiting for everyone else to arrive. They're getting very nervous. Obviously, nothing is going according to plan, but they're just being patient, and Grace really is a little upset that Rich cut his hair. She really loved him for who he was, and I think that's very sweet. And so that's about it for that. Maddie and Frankie, more. We're more of this. I'm like, this is supposed to be about Rich and Grace, but we've somehow made it about Liv and Frankie and Maddie. And Maddie saying to Frankie, oh, I'm just as fucked in the head as you. They're, like, tripping in the woods randomly at this point. They're so off course of where they're supposed to be going to the wedding, but... And then Frankie comes out with a line that made me pause the screen and just stare open-jawed for a moment. She says, When I was in school, my teacher told me to think of something beautiful. I said 9-11. <laughs> what? Like, I understand everyone is on drugs in this episode. But, like, I've done drugs and I never <laughs> said that kind of shit. Uh, so, yeah, there's, uh, we're just going to push past it. We're just going to keep it pushing. So, she says that. They start making out aggressively. She unzips his pants. They're, like, gonna go to town. And then her trip starts going bad or she gets uncomfortable and she just, like, gets freaked out and runs away, which, fair enough. And my advice here is if you're tripping, don't try to have sex. Like, I never understood people that take... I know that it's like they're only on MDMA and coke or whatever, but I feel like all the skins drugs are psychedelics of some kind as well. And I'm like, just don't have sex if you're like hallucinating on drugs, dude. 
That's never been my jam. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, don't bang while you're tripping. That was what I wrote in my notes. And then Frankie's running away, really upset, and stumbles and falls off a cliff. Of course. And you know what's super weird is that there's been a lot of the theme of falling off cliffs in my personal life lately. So I was watching an Instagram reel because I'm into like fitness and gym stuff. And there was this reel of a guy being like, I lift so that if I ever fell off a cliff and had to pull up my loved one, I would be able to do that. Like, are you strong enough to pull your loved one up off a cliff? And I was joking about how ridiculous that is and how that would never happen. And then at my gym, there's a poster of a guy hanging on by his fingers on the edge of a cliff. So that was the second time that came up. And then the third time is with this episode that Frankie fell off a cliff. And I'm going hiking in Iceland soon. And I'm like, I'm not going to mess with any cliffs, bro. I feel like the universe is trying to warn me, like, don't go near any cliffs. And I won't. Also, I live in the Midwest, so there are no cliffs here in Illinois. Uh, So at least I don't have to worry about it too much in my day-to-day life. But be careful of cliffs, guys. The universe is, like, sending a strong message to be careful. Or get strong enough that you can pull someone up off a cliff like Liv does. Liv pulls Frankie up, and I just wrote, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) What is happening? Um... Aloe and Nick are still stumbling along down the road, and they see David Blood drive by, so they start panicking and trying to make it even faster to the church, knowing that David is going to crash the wedding. Fortunately, they make it to the church before David so they can warn Grace and Rich, and David does bust through the doors with Sonia. I think that's Grace's mom's name. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but I think that's what it is. And he's like, absolutely not. And Grace says, how did you even find me? And he says, oh, it was the beetle pin. I have a tracker. And then she says, I'm your daughter, not Al-Qaeda. And I'm like, oh my god, like, this episode is out of fucking pocket. It is. It's ridiculous. So that was another moment that I'm just like, what? (laughs) And then... (laughs) And then David is looking. Okay, so the rest of the gang stumbles into the church. They've somehow made it. Everybody's there now. And David's like, look at this motley crew. Look what your life has become. If you're going to be with these people, you're making terrible decisions. And Nick does the thing where he does the bare minimum and stands up to the grown man who's being an asshole to whoever. And he's like... Yeah, I did fall down a hole. I fell down a K-hole, actually. And I'm just like, oh my god. Like, Nick's ketamine era? I hate to keep saying that, but I'm just like, what is happening? So there's that. Um, And so inevitably, Grace and Rich decide to call off the wedding, which I think is the smartest thing they could possibly do. Although it does make me feel like I wasted a little bit of my time trudging through this episode only for there to be no wedding but it's okay i won't be a wedding cell and be like mad that i didn't get to see the wedding it's fine i think it's wise and you know what shout out to skins for not 
romanticizing forging marriage documents and whatever i guess i guess is that the lesson is like don't get married when you're like 16 i don't know i guess i don't really have an opinion on that topic but skins romanticizes a lot of things like eating disorders and ketamine but they're not gonna romanticize a teenage wedding so there's that Aloe just remains very delightful, and he's like, I sense merriment afoot, and I just, he's such a, like, wonderful little character. And Liv sort of accepts that Maddie is into Frankie. I mean, he brutally rejected her earlier, so I guess she's just kind of like, all right, it's over. And I think she says something very wise, though. I will give it to Liv. I really appreciated that she said, we had a good day when we met, and I don't want to fuck with that memory anymore. And I think that's very profound um, to just appreciate, you know, that original spark when you meet someone and it not working out and just being like, hey, we had fun, and maybe that's all it was supposed to be. And I think Liv will be okay, despite the fact that I think it's really rude of Maddie to say, you'll always be okay, like, tough it up, champ, (laughs) to her. Liv is a badass, so she will be okay. And we see that the girls all get along better when they're not fighting over boys, because that has been all of the drama among the girls this season. So I'm happy to see Manny and Frankie and Liv getting together, getting along. But of course, we have to continue the romance, and... Maddie and Frankie are texting each other at the little party that they've stumbled upon. This is like the after the non-wedding reception party, just crashing some random party. And yeah, Frankie and Maddie are texting and she texts him, you're a glorious head fuck thing, own it. And they hug. And my last comment is that Maddie is a short guy because I noticed earlier in the episode that Liv is taller than him and Frankie's also taller than him and you know what my dad's a short guy he's a wonderful person love my dad short guys can be great they can also be little shits so you gotta watch out for them sometimes (laughs) and Maddie is a little shit fuck boy so we'll see how the adventure continues in season six (sighs) I can't believe we've made it We're here. I'm excited. Are you guys excited for season six? I think they go to Morocco. Is that correct? We'll see next week. But yeah, I think that's what happens. So thank you for listening to my shouting. I needed to release some strong emotions this week. And I think this was a cathartic way of doing so. So yeah, check out the Instagram at oh wow the podcast. I'll catch up on YouTube uploading the videos. And thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to feel free to write in your own thoughts and opinions. I love hearing from you guys. And have a beautiful week. Stay safe. Thanks. Bye.